Hi, and welcome to the Ox Unplugged. Um, I am Mr. Jaywit. I'm Maestro. I am Toby. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the hit anime Ramen Fighter Miki, a <laughs> the weirdest anime I've seen in the past month. Or actually, do you know that, Toby? No, I just oh. I expected oh, okay. something like that. <laughs> I did not expect it, but tell me about it. It's it's actually I've only watched like a couple episodes. Basically, it's just absurdity for a um, a girl just dropping off ramen and the stupid violent aggressive stuff that happens anyway that's okay. not <laughs> the actual thing um we are going to be talking about ramen uh and that's roughly it if we want i can go through of what exactly a ramen is i mean yeah definitely lead with that for for anybody who doesn't know yeah so ramen was initially a chinese dish that then went to Japan, and Japan uh, got obsessive about it, I would argue. Um, it's a noodle dish, uh, primarily made with uh, as a base. You're normally using dashi, then you uh, slap in your noodles, slap in some sauce, and then slap on your toppings. Uh, it is just noodle soup. It's infinitely customizable, um, although there are a few like very specific things behind it is that mostly correct or is that entirely wrong i think that's mostly correct you're most of the way there yeah <laughs> i remember something about how the the actual ramen noodle is prepared um it's not like your typical pasta there's an extra ingredient right mm -hmm. yep so ramen is composed of five components which is tare broth uh, tare means literally seasoning. You know, you take your shoyu or your shio seasoning. That's what it is. That's a tare. And noodles, aroma oil, which is an infused oil, and toppings. So See, you would use... I, I have a complaint already. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, which is, why is there a seasoning sauce and the oil? Can't you, like, just combine those two and call it a day? And there's no oil component to the tare, I think. Now, sometimes you can combine them. Like in uh, tonkatsu ramen, the entire broth is basically pork fat suspended in water. So you can. It's just usually you want to keep them separate because in a restaurant setting especially, you'll be using the tare and the oil and different things as opposed to just a singular combined thing. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I have made my own tare before. It's been years. Half remember it. Isn't that where the um, where the kombu comes in? No, that, that's dashi. No, dashi is bonito flakes. Dashi is kombu and bonito flakes. Dashi is a seasoned soup stock, and it can you can absolutely use it in a tare. It's just not necessarily the most common. It depends on what you're doing, and the extra ingredient you were thinking of was kansui, which is an alkali component that gives ramen noodles its chew in its yellow color, not egg whites or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I remembered about the the actual noodles, yeah. Dashi's kind of a pain in the ass to make. It's sometimes worth it, I've noticed, but for the most part, I just use handashi, which is just powder dashi. I just sprinkle in and call it a day. Yes, yeah. 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 It's also very hard to get actual bonito flakes in the supermarket around here. 
I'd have to basically order everything on online if I wanted to do if I wanted to full ass the ramen soup, basically. Um, I will say, um, bonito flakes are really useful for like other things. They're really good on, as like a topping on stuff. They basically can, taste like smoked salmon. You can also drive a little fervor to the point where they like crumble apart into dust and mix it with salt. Oh, like a kind of like a bonito salt. It's really nice, actually. Hmm. Fish salt. I do use sometimes because uh, I am going to a Korean grocery store mostly, so we do get anchovy powder, and that basically gives me all of the same sort of needs. But I don't. Does is there any um, ramen with anchovies? That doesn't uh, seem right. Uh, sometimes when you're making broth and tare, you can use uh, niboshi, which I believe is very similar, but not exactly the same. Let me look real quick. <laughs> it is okay to be wrong. Well, it's going to bug me if I don't look it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. Niboshi can use anchovies, sardines, round herring, sand plants, and others. Okay, the little fish stuff. Mm -hmm. hmm. Sprats. So, okay, how do you guys typically make ramen? Or is it, because I am new in this, I've only been actually making it for a couple, like a month or so. So, I usually do the very lazy um, ramen dish, where I, you know, use an instant ramen packet, and I prepare it according to instant instructions. And sometimes I, you know, fry up some, some meat that I want in there as, as, as well, sometimes not. And then I just basically boil an egg and have that uh, in soy sauce for most of the, most of the day, so it's nice and tasty. And that's one ingredient that I put in, and then some, uh, yeah, uh, mushrooms mostly, maybe, maybe some thinly sliced pe uh, peppers, and uh, and uh, spring onions, and what's it called? The um, dried seaweed, few few strips of, of that because it's uh, tasty. Story. Yeah, not nori. Yeah, mm. and boom done. Uh, easy, cheap um, ramen dish with uh, with the added bonus of using fresh ingredients as well, like fresh vegetables. Uh, I think I posted what I did last the last time, which was oh no, find it. I, there is the paste bin. Um, yeah, so I made actual dashi because we've got the kombu flakes and the um, the kelp which is just uh, pre very nice. Uh, we actually use, I was leaning more towards a shitty tonkatsu, uh, the pork version of the ramen. So I cut up two slices of bacon, and then um, I, sl I very lightly boiled it, um, just because I wasn't looking to super cook the bacon, just get the, the fat out. Um, uh, I was asked to put onion in, so I slapped uh, a whole onion in, a small onion at least. Um, then to actually finish up the soup part, like make it taste good, uh, we added in the packets because we were using two packets because two people. Um, we put in some salt, MSG, soy sauce, anchovy powder. Uh, we have some Korean miso paste that we have. Um, and then just a little bit of lard as well that we have on hand. Added in the ramen and the fish cakes, and then we just cooked it for three minutes. Really straightforward. If we were, if we honestly, the dashi part kind of sucked, and we, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing that. But yeah, it's not really worth it, is it? <laughs> I, I guess it depends on what you're going for, right? 
Because if you want to make like the perfect, perfect thing, and more importantly, if you're having like a Japanese like full on like meal for the next like three days, just having a little bit of dashi off on the side, you just put in the fridge for later. That's really nice. It's really helpful because so many things are just like, yeah, just put a little splash of dashi in, and no one's making like a teaspoon of dashi. Mm, yeah. My I'm method, I'm just going to go like my method for full bowl. And I'm going to assume I already made all the toppings and everything. So the methodology I use is, you know, I get a pot of water on the stove, hit it to boil. And then I have a noodle basket in there, which will let me take the noodles out of the water. I put, I have a hot water kettle that I fill up with some water ahead of time and get to boil and pour it into the bowl to preheat it so that the bowl itself doesn't pull away any heat from the broth. Uh, why? Why? That seems wildly unnecessary. <laughs> no, it's actually... I don't, I don't know. It's the it, same reason why they heat your plates at, at the restaurant. They when you heat have this, the plates like, so that way the people, when they hand you the food, they go, oh, it's so hot, look at how sizzling it is. That is so, purely just because the customer wants it. Ramen is, as a dish, meant to be eaten as blazingly hot as possible. Like, you want it as close to boiling as reasonably possible. And when you pour hot water into a room-temperature ceramic bowl that's like a pound, a lot of that thermal energy is going to get sucked into the bowl and not, into the, and, and not remain in the soup. Ah. <laughs> I told you, I'm going whole, whole, whole ass on yeah. this one. Yep, that's true. And then... I put the noodles in the water. I usually do use pre-made noodles either from Amazon, Akubaku brand, or from a local Asian market. Go with the description that it says to do. I pour off the excess water in the bowls. I add my broth, my atari, sorry. Usually if I'm doing tonkatsu, I have a pre-made one on Amazon that you can get that's also made in Japan. It is very good. And tonkatsu broth is not worth making. And from there, you know, I add maybe a little bit of oil. Tenkatsu is very fatty, so I don't add a whole lot. I add from there 12 ounces of broth, because that gives a nice creaminess without being too salty. After the noodles are done, I pick them up in, uh, in a noodle basket, shake them three or four times, get a lot of the excess water back into the pot, go over, put the noodles into the uh, bowl with the soup. It's kind of... Organize them a little bit so it's not a giant clump in the middle. Then I can put my toppings on and then immediately get it out to who needs it. So are you... You basically are treating this like a restaurant then. This yes. is not the home cook. Let me just boil some noodles and call it a day. Oh yeah. I am... I There was a period of time for like two or three years where I was very obsessed with making very good ramen. And that skill did not go away. It just toned <laughs> down the obsession. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I can definitely understand that, though. <laughs> I I do not. I have never full-assed anything in my life. But I oh yeah, oh, only a few things. But most of those things were um, not. Um, nobody would understand it, you know, from you know, like random bystanders. Like, why why would you do something like that? I don't know. It's fun. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's me right now with Jaywit. So. <laughs> uh no, I, I am deep in the, the lazy mode for a lot of this stuff. I want minimum viable ROM. I will not be heating up my bowl. 
<laughs> that is way too much. That is a brand. You should sell that. Minimum viable ramen. Five minutes or less. All, all your money back. That's the thing. Ramen is inherent at currently like the mass produced ramen. Just a quick, easy, have a nice time, and you don't need a mess. And that's tends to be what I aim for for a lot of my stuff. I like to be able to fidget with stuff. And I you know what I need to do? I need to abuse some Japanese food and put uh, chili oil into the ramen. Uh, that's a, that's I, a normal I do that. Yeah. It is? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Okay, because I know Japanese people don't do spicy at all. Uh, what most restaurants will do is if you, there are some people who want it, a lot of restaurants will do is they'll have some on the side for you to add on your own. Ichiran, oh, okay. which is one of the most like famous ramen chains, has a chili paste you can get on your ramen. Oh, that sounds pretty nice. Though. Yeah, that's the one where you like order through a machine, sit down, and you never even talk to anybody in like a booth. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> it, it, that one is Japanese. It is dystopian and very efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spontaneous craving satisfaction machine. Well, you just order it from a machine. You sit in a booth, someone brings it to you. You literally never see anyone's face. Great. <laughs> is that the one where you sit in a cubicle? Yep. And you, oh god, that that feels so messed up. But I, if they make good ramen, I guess that's fair. I mean, when I go to Japan, I'm definitely going to try. <laughs> I mean, sure. Like if you go to Japan, you're going to be getting all the the weird stuff. I got a recommendation to go to a sushi belt place, and I'm like, that. I, just, I don't want to do that one. Did you say sushi bell? Belt. Oh, belt. Okay. I was yeah. like, Taco Bell, but sushi. Uh, not sure if one. <laughs> uh, there is a Taco Bell in, in uh, Korea, and they have a kimchi bulgogi uh, burrito. <laughs> it apparently wasn't very good. but <laughs> I, I would try it. I do want to try a bulgogi kimchi bur uh, burrito. That sounds delicious. I was going to say, I've heard worse. Yeah. Also, uh, Koreans just jam kimchi into everything. It oh, goes yeah. with everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what sort of toppings do you guys use on yours? Is it is it the standard um, the egg and just the shitty fish cakes? I've never seen fish cakes. Uh, on, You've seen uh, them in, in uh, anime? I, I haven't watched that much an oh. anime. Okay, fair. Um, fish cakes are just sort of like a tube with a little spiral on the inside, and they taste almost like a fish. Are they made out of fish? All yes. that stuff. Yeah. They, they kind of suck. Um, I would <laughs> rather use fish balls, like a honest, like just a Chinese uh, fish ball, because all mm. those are delicious. Mm. Mm. Like a fish ball or a meatball mm. or a beef ball. Probably translated badly to sound not great, but oh, they're delicious. No, but give, give me Chinese anything any day. I'll they make good good food. You cannot you cannot deny that. <laughs> I usually use pork belly chashi, which is braised and caramelized pork belly. Where uh, are you getting your chashu? Are you making I make it? it. Yeah. Oh, do you then freeze it, or do you just hope that you get it? Uh, gone in in like the two weeks that it's good. Uh, depends how much I make. And okay. at, over time, you know, I leave it in a brining liquid, 
which also means it gets to be like a bacony consistency. So after like a weekish, I don't use it on ramen. I use it in like fried rice instead, and that turns out really mm. nice. Ooh, yeah, that I can see. I've tried to use a bit of it before, and it's never uh, worked out entirely for me. But I should probably get back to it. Yeah. Marinating has never been my strong. I'll link you. I'll link you a recipe when we're done here. A lot easier than most others, but it's also the best, which is annoying. So, I also I do use the fish cake that Jay Witt hates, and it's, <laughs> I would rather not it be there. So the reason I use it is because of the fact that it has minimal flavor. Ramen as a dish, in how I do it, like the whole restaurant attempt is meant to be a very clean, almost like segmented dish. Things aren't meant to like mesh together. They're meant to be individual. And oh. it being relatively flavorless helps be a palate cleanser. Like the fish balls you were talking about are probably going to be a little too heavy. But oh, I could see so it being fun. like Jiro Ramen, which is a variety of ramen that is specifically everything ramen isn't meant to be. Oh, perfect. I need to look that up then. I'll just make that then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, probably what I end up doing it. Jiro? G-I-R-O. Or J-I-R-O, sorry. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, this is just a pile. That is... Oh, yeah. Oh, that is amazing, is, I want that. It is contrary to everything that ramen <laughs> is meant to be. Oh, that does, that looks like what, what I make, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to go a bit overboard with toppings. It's, um, it's yeah. the flavor part, it's the tasty part. Why would you want to make tasteless I just want, ramen? Why do you no, want tasteless like, soup? I just want more things to eat in there. You know, it's like oh, two mushrooms, nah, four. It's kind of like why they you give you carrots when you're eating uh, chicken wings. It's just to clean your clean your mouth. They do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a palate cleanser. Yeah, um, I also see uh, celery. Mm-hmm. That's a weird flavor, though. I wouldn't put that on the side of anything really um americans really like their celery um i think it might be from the french basis of it but we do put celery in a lot of stuff i like celery yeah yeah but not not as a you know fresh cold vegetable on 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 the side (laughs) seems seems weird uh where did um ants on a log come is that american or is that um sorry what I don't know where that came from, but I loved okay. it as a kid. Yeah, okay. I think this is American. I don't think that this is... Because all of the weird sort of crappy names are from British uh, in terms of, like, the history of stuff. Yeah, sorry. So, Antonalog is a stick of celery. You put some peanut butter in it, and then you put some raisins or a different sort of topping on it. And you just munch at it. I think we did chocolate chips. Hang on. Hang on. Um, there, is a, there, there is a GIF that accurately describes me hearing you des- describe <laughs> that. And I'm trying to find it. Give me a second here. Uh, there you go. I found it. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, celery is also used in the Holy Trinity for uh, Cajun yes. cooking. Like, I that's do love that cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, French cooking uses a lot of uh, celery in it as well. For the, yeah, for their soups. Like, it, it is used a lot. It's very, uh, celery salt is actually really nice, too. Yeah, sorry, my 
my issue is with eating it raw like in yeah. a dish it's fine but raw it's it has a very strong taste doesn't it what's wrong with a strong taste i wouldn't use it as a palate cleanser mm. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair they do also like usually company with like a ranch dip or something and it's pretty common to like dip the uh celery and ranch or whatever your dip you have okay too. that yeah. i can't see it has extremely good scoopableness yeah so you can just abuse that literally spoon shaped it just reminds mm-hmm. me that I need that I need to make banya powder again. What is that? what was that banya powder? Ba- banya powder. It's literally hot sauce. Um, it's from uh, the Piedmont region of Italy. It's basically uh, anchovies and olive oil and garlic, and then you dip vegetables in it, and it's very tasty. Mm. Yeah, we have uh, a shitty version of that um, where we just dip dip uh, bread directly into it. Yeah, bread also. Can also use bread, but vegetables right. are better. Um, I would like to cycle us back to ramen because we're going to get way too distracted by cultural stuff. <laughs> and I'm going to distract us immediately again. Have you seen um, the, um, the army stew ramen? The Korean mm. army stew? Oh, I have <laughs> not have seen it. I haven't tried it because I'm not interested. What? Oh, now, I'm, I, now, I'm, now I'm interested. Okay, show me, so, show me this thing. Um, it's a bunch of different mushrooms. You put some tofu in, you put sausage in, uh, then you put the ramen down, and then you put, and this is not a joke, a slice of American cheese on the ramen. The really gooey, sort of bland cheddar. But that is key. Like plastic. <laughs> it's not plastic. It feels like it. It's, it's homogenized. Not, it's okay. not even cheese, is it? <laughs> It is legally cheese. <laughs> yeah, by American standards. <laughs> I, I, it's, I wonder if it's EU certified. <laughs> just like, oh, yes. Um, let um, I I, I want to check that right now as well, as, as well. What's what's that cheese called again? American cheese. American cheese. Yeah, that's actually just what people call it. Yeah, it's it is a relatively bland cheddar cheese. With a lot of emulsifying agents in it, uh, because it's mm-hmm. it is cheese scraps that they then reblended it and they overloaded it with um, the uh, the smoothing agents. I don't know how to what the exact term is. So you get a very creamy texture and a little bit of taste, but that's the idea. Um, they are perfect for burgers. Because you want to have beef and you want to have a glue, basically, because burgers suck to cook. So that way you just bind it all together and call it a day. Um, But I want to try cheese in the ramen. I want to try the army-based stew because, I mean, I think they also put, like, spam in it sometimes. Wow. So, do you know the brand Nongchim? No. (laughs) Nice. So, it's the, uh, you know... It's a type of Korean instant ramen. I do know they make an instant army stew. I don't, I'm not interested in the army stew just because I equate anything that is Korean soup with I'm going to melt my mouth and I don't want that. So, um, it depends. It, it can, but it doesn't have to. Koreans do know how to like turn down the heat. I also don't have access to like most fresh Korean food. It's mostly instant or one Korean place, which ah. is. Yeah, that is that's fair. Um, 
No, they've put beans in it. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but fuck yeah. We got like hot dogs and shit. Hell yes. I want to see, I want to try the most mishmashed uh, ramen possible. That is offensive to Japanese people and everyone else and Koreans love it. That's more fun to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm quickly falling down a rabbit hole here. Now I'm looking up um, German legislation on cheese. Mm -hmm. And um, because I couldn't find an easy answer to is American cheese considered a cheese in the EU. And I think based on this, it should be if yeah. it's actually made like actual cheese, you know, it is. if, if good, um, okay, then, then it's it a has, cheese. Yeah. The, um, the emulsifying, uh, salts may like, depending on who is looking at it, maybe yeah. too high. So it's may it's like 95% cheese, like 5% salt and emulsifying agents. So and the, and the original ingredient is milk. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. okay. We could just be old men and watch the How It's Made episode for how American cheese is made. <laughs> oh. Like, it is a fully, like, real cheese. Even though people shit on it and shit on the idea of it, but it works. And I want to put it in ramen. <laughs> I want to give it a try. I wonder if the... We have some Korean hot pot places that are opening up around us. Maybe they can give me army base stew. Or they will just throw you out. No, they like it. Oh, okay. okay. It's that's, a, that's an actual, yeah. That's a real Korean dish, yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a shitpost, but it is a real thing. It is a country by a white shitpost. <laughs> they they uh, sometimes make horrific abominations of food, but we all do. So, I'm not going to judge. Oh, I kind of want to know what they do to um, to uh, tra traditional German dishes. Um, Trying to think okay. of what to Google. <laughs> I know pizza in Japan is absolutely nothing like you'd see anywhere else, and it, <laughs> anyone who isn't in Japan, it would be disgusting. Oh, like, no, no, uh, no. If you want, like, weird food crimes, um, Taiwan, I believe, has some of the most crazy uh, shit ever. And Singapore, they have the wild shit. Like, um, I think they've got some Oreo pizza. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Why, though? Why? Yeah, they go no. hard. They have, like, little, like, sausages along the, the crust as well. It's weird. I mean, there's Swedish banana pizza. That's actually a thing. That That is a thing. Wait, really? Yeah, I thought Swedish also... were, like, serious about food. Swedish banana pizza. It's real. It's huh. terrible. <laughs> Fair. There's also a um a a Swiss uh, dish with banana. I'm trying to find it because it's it puts banana into a dish that that doesn't need it or want it. I'm trying to find it. Um. So the only uh Korean uh, German food that I've seen is a uh, a kimchi bratwurst. Which all right, sure. I mean, I made uh, I made the uh, kimchi sandwich with uh, um, with a what's it called um, like a, like a yeah like a like a, like a thicker burger patty. Um, just we call it a boulette. It's basically a thick um, minced meat with onions in it uh, patty, like 
fried in a pan and then put kimchi on it, put bread on top and below and boom, done. Kimchi sandwich. Hmm. That sounds fairly good. I'd yeah. be worried about the structural integrity of the bread, but that would probably depend on the exact specifics. You'd have to use actual bread rolls. Um, oh, okay. You know, not, not the shitty white bread that you can get over there. <laughs> you know, actual fucking bread rolls that are just we, crispy and nice. We like nice soft bread, thank you. Yes, yes, because, because, uh, because dental care is very expensive, you know. <laughs> yeah, with your fucking hard-ass bread that you're breaking all your teeth on, clearly. Yeah, but it cost, doesn't cost anything to repair. That's the thing. That's that's my point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> my sourdough can break a jaw. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Home defense sourdough. Yeah. Just club someone to the head with it. Mmm. This mark approves. Uh, okay. Where were we? I think <laughs> I something about soup. Um... <laughs> Do you uh, do you guys use the egg at all? Like the yes. okay, because I've not been able to figure out how to make it reasonable or not. Well, what I just do is I hard boil an egg and then I peel it and then I let it sit in soy sauce and whatever else I fancy for half a day and then it turns brown and tasty. And you cut it I, lengthwise and boom, done. I actually don't like the egg that much, personally. That's just my preference, so I usually don't do it. Usually you marinate in soy sauce and mirin, maybe a little bit of mm. sugar. Mirin is a the sweet pretty... cookie, Ryan. Yeah. Yes, mirin is real. There's a very real difference between real mirin and fake mirin. Yeah. And, oh, it matters. It's so good, the real stuff. If I remember right, if you get a mirin that says Koteri and mirin on it, it's like... Meant kind of like imitation vanilla. Yeah. I Honestly, I just looked at the ingredients list, and if I saw sugar, I would just put it back. And then just go uh, down the list. And I've got a nice thing of mirin. What was it that I always bought? Hon mirin? I think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that was what it was. If it says Aji mirin, A-J-A-I mirin, that's meant to be like the equivalent of imitation vanilla, where it doesn't work the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. I imagine mirin is one of those things that is sort of awful to make, so everyone wants to get the best fake version that they can out. Because anything that's fermented for a long time tends to be an ass in terms of production. I don't actually know. I wouldn't be surprised, but I hadn't looked into it. Yeah. Mm. I want good, like, gochugaru um, uh, ramen. Or you just add in more and more spices and you just make it just a powerhouse of a of a dish. I mean, I would probably just try making a gochugaru oil, like I did with the uh, with my chilies once, and then just use that. I'm going to try skamen someday, which is dipping ramen. Like sobu? No, there's a skamen, S-T-S-U-K-M-E-N, which is, like, you have thicker noodles and a really, like, heavy, like, bowl on the side, like, a really, really heavily flavored broth, but, like, reduced down, like, f by 40% or wow. something like that. And you take the noodles, dip it into the broth, and eat it like that. Interesting. Honestly, whenever I eat soap, it sucks. So I am happy to just leave it alone. Soba, sorry. Yeah, 
So, noodles. Yeah, it's not great. I did not enjoy it. I have a, I used to have, I don't know if I still, if I still have it. I used to have a very nice recipe for soba. Um, really? What do you use? What are you doing with it? Let, let me see if I can find the recipe. Give me like a minute. It's on my phone somewhere. Ah. I think. Yeah, um, honestly, the buckwheat, the noodles themselves, they tasted so much like um, like just eating straight bark. And I was like, okay, maybe the, the sauce will help like fill, uh, fill it out and uh, overwhelm the barkness of it. No, it just made it worse. It was a light. Um, I just bought uh, a generic dipping sauce and it did not work well. Uh, it was just slightly uh, acidic, slightly vinegary with some uh, soy sauce, and that was it. Honestly, the gyoza uh, dipping sauce that I have tastes about the same. Yeah, this is like a different, it's like a little thicker noodle. It's a ramen noodle, and this broth is super condensed to normal broth, and it's really sticky, so it sticks to all the noodles and all that. Mm, okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, fairly simple recipe for the sauce. Um, Worcestershire sauce, oyster sauce, ketchup, soy sauce, sugar. And then just mix that, and then you boil your noodles, and then you put them in your, in, in, in your wok with the with the rest of the ingre- ingredients like cabbage, carrots, onions, whatever. And then you just to finish it off, you you put the sauce in, you uh, whisk it around, you you mix it, and then you serve it. Boom, done. Sticky yakisoba hmm. New, noodles. Very easy. So yakisoba and soba are different dishes, actually. Yeah, I'm talking about yakisoba here. Okay, sorry, sorry, misunderstood. Yeah, but um, what are the differences then? Because uh, I thought we were talking about yakisoba. So what is just pure soba? Because I, I thought so, soba is just, just meant noodle. It does, but soba is also used to talk about a specific noodle that is made of buckwheat. It is usually uh, served cold with a, just a simple like sauce put over it. I see. Yeah, it's a summertime dish, basically. Kind of good. I, I didn't like it, but I'm not going to fault anyone for liking it. That's closer to what soba is for soba as opposed to yakisoba. Uh, yeah. You just get a... Honestly, this is one of the few ones that I'm like, you could probably just use your fingers, but it would be massively rude, too. <laughs> Ruder than slurping? <laughs> Outside that's... of Japan. Okay, that's, that one is actually fair. I've learned how to slurp properly now. And it does make a difference. And that's actually, like, for ramen specifically, you do want to slurp it because it's meant to be served so hot that if you don't slurp it, it'll burn you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, so the, the... I just looked it up. The noodles in yakisoba are Chinese-style noodles made with wheat flour. Mm-hmm. So not, not the buckwheat noodles. Yeah. Yakisoba is more akin to a chow mein kind of meal, which is good in, good in its own way. I spent yeah. a lot of time on yakisoba, too. <laughs> I, I, have, I, just, I will continue to dabble and pull out exactly what I want from everything. There's you like are the two... ultimate... Sorry, go ahead. No. Sorry. There's like two stages to a home cook who's like doing it as a super detailed hobby. 
the stage where they're trying to make everything as good as possible with no regard to time and the stage where they don't have time or care anymore and just want to make something as good as they can as fast as they can. Um, so I was listening to a podcast where uh, they were talking about the different types of historians and they go, and the guy goes, once, if you are interested in becoming a historian, you need to figure out if what type of like dog that you like dog that you are is it, are you someone who goes in an exact time period and an exact location and figure out as much as you can just dig down as much as you can and just figure out everything about that one thing or are you the type that jumps around a lot and bounces between different locations and oh i can make they can start making connections that way and doing all that sort of stuff that's what I feel is more relevant to cooking. Because, for mm -hmm. example, I jump around a lot. I'm currently trying to figure out if I can find a fucking African grocery store because I can't find any um, lion curry. And I also need some alligator pepper because I'd like to make some Nigerian uh, pepper stew. Hmm. Because it sounds delicious and I want to try it out. But my brother, he makes, um, he knows how to, he knows how to make like, Three things, very good, and that's all he does. And he doesn't really bounce around too much. And when you're getting more serious about cooking, I think that's a similar... You should make that distinction early on as well. If you're going to go, I am going to learn the fuck out of ramen, or I am going to just figure out all the different noodle dishes and bouncing every everywhere between there. Well, I'm definitely one to bounce around because I get bored by things. I wouldn't be able to eat ramen for more than a week straight. I can't do it for more than like <laughs> two days. Otherwise, I get tired of it. I think we've already established I'm the kind who drilled into it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving any sort of judgment at it. Yeah. It's just useful. Yeah. And I'm, I made, I'm, I, I full assed it once. That is enough for me. <laughs> you usually maybe i'll go back and revisit the full essing of the ramen but maybe not who knows just um, don't make tonkatsu ramen you'll be like me saying up for 36 hours straight <laughs> i did i did oh. try to make chashu once or, or already um it's a pain in the ass i am not good at twisting meat into shape and then adding rope it's i i just can't do it i, I physically I'm unable to coordinate so myself to do that the good news is that's actually optional. A lot of restaurants don't even do it. Oh. Yeah, I, I tried it, and then I just said, fuck it. <laughs> it's a good um, life lesson of, you're not getting paid to care. You need, you need to figure out for yourself when the time has come to say fuck it, and when to persevere. Um, I do think it's, it would be useful for you to make uh, dashi straight up at least once. Um, because that flavor is actually really key, and uh, the like solid dashi is very, very good. And it's it is relatively easy to make if you have a you want to put a strainer in the um in the dishwasher. You have a dishwasher? I do. I, do I didn't have one for years. It was <laughs> awful. I cannot fit one in my kitchen. It's I. It's a very small kitchen. That was one of my requirements when I moved. Was I was <laughs> like, I need a dishwasher. I don't care. <laughs> Give me one. I will pay more. There are dishwashers that that you can put on your 
on your countertop, I guess, you know, small ones, but then you have to start like getting with hoses and yeah, exactly. I, I was like, I, it's fine. I, I'll I'll put on a podcast or an audio book and I'll take my time washing my dishes. It's fine. Why not? One of the places I lived, one of the houses I lived in when I was a kid, we had a washing or a dishwasher. It was on wheels. You would just wheel it in where you need to go and attach it to the uh, sink nozzle. <laughs> nice. It was Holy actually, shit. it was actually also a mobile counter, so it was actually not bad. Oh, you can have it like a like an island in the middle of your kitchen as well. Yeah, and you can like move it around. And but if anything, when you need to do your dishes, you just pop it in close to the sink, put the hose in, and you run it. That's really clever. That I, I think that might have been set up by somebody who um, toured with the theater a lot because you see that that exact same thing with washing machines and um, touring theater com- companies because they need to clean their, their costumes. So they have a, um, a, a washing machine on, on wheels and they just wheel it into the house and then they do, do their thing and then they wheel it back out in, into the truck. Oh, dang. Oh, interesting. That's a random theater fact for the day. No, I'm happy to learn. Um, are there any other sort of like weird and obscure types of ramen? I mean, we haven't even touched Chinese ramen. Because, uh, and I can't think of any other sort of, at least Japanese, that's off the top of my head. Let me pull up the ramen Bible, basically, what it is. What is the ramen Bible? Is that just like so, a Reddit post somewhere? On yep, Almost, oh. there is a ramen subreddit, and one of the mods there, literally named Ramen Lord, made an ebook that's like 300 pages long. It has a oh. ton of detail. Okay. I saw him on an Alex video. Yeah. Matt Satanova is his real name. He, okay. He's actually very knowledgeable and great. Have you bugged him yet about ramen things? Or have you not wanted to try? I, I haven't contacted him directly, but I've used his recipes. Okay. Oh, there's a soupless ramen, maize soba. M-A-Z-E-S-O-B-A. Wait, did you say soupless? Sometimes I'm hard of hearing, sorry. <laughs> Interesting. Nope. Soupless. So, huh. You can see here. You know, it has like all the toppings and everything. It has the noodles under it. You can just barely see them. Mm-hmm. And there's no broth. It's just ramen, but without broth. Oh. And is that just, is that just dried dashi on the top right there? Uh, no. Uh, looks like, oh, no. I think that's pickled ginger. Oh, in the top right? Well, oh, yeah. uh, like like between two and three o'clock, the brown powdery substance. I mean, yeah, what, what oh, is I, you're looking in the actual article, not the oh, thumbnail, okay. sorry. Oh, uh, this is so, awful yeah. audio, by the way, so. That I, pro- probably um, is, yeah, sorry. Talking about images is a So, okay. Um, yes, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm going to be mean. Um, if... A dry ramen, that's basically just a noodle dish, right? You're not... You're, how f- that, you're basically like five inches away from um, just a straight-up noodle stir-fry. Well, it's the thing. It's not stir-fried at all. It's just uh, literally just cooked noodles put in the dish and I mean, I stuff s- on it. I see where the egg comes in. It, it, you need something to glue it together. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you need a sauce. Otherwise, yeah, right. Yeah, it won't stick. <laughs> you do use uh, some liquid seasoning, sesame oil, uh, 
chili bean paste, soy sauce, oyster sauce, etc. So it's not like sauceless, but it is brothless. Any other interesting sort of ramen then, or is this, or has Jap- uh, Japan sort of like condensed down on what they consider to be real ramen and ignore everything else? Oh, I can complain about the uh, rice noodle part that someone mentioned. Rice Yo. noodles are delicious. What's wrong with them? So the issue is, is that ramen is actually a regulated term. Did you, you know how in the oh. U.S. you have ice cream and you can't call it ice cream if it doesn't have a certain amount of butterfat and all that? Yep. It's the same thing in Japan. If it doesn't have alkali component, the kansui, which is sodium carbonate or potassium carbonate, it legally cannot be called ramen. And so rice noodles don't have kansui ever to my understanding, which means if you put it in ramen broth, it becomes a noodle soup and you cannot call it ramen in Japan. Ah, that's what you oh. meant. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's why I said, yeah, logical. <laughs> which I, I will say, I think that limits it a little bit, but I understand why they would do Well, it's not like you can't make it. Just kind of, you know, you get the cheap ice cream that says frozen dairy dessert and you're, and you're good. So. <laughs> okay, that's true. Frozen dairy dessert. I like it. That's, that's a we, thing in the US. Yeah. If it doesn't have the right amount of like buttercream and sugars and everything, it cannot be called ice cream, but you can still make it. So you'll get like the cheap ice cream that says frozen dairy dessert instead of ice cream. Yeah. Or we, we, have that, we have that too with uh, street food um, uh, with döner. Um, any, any, anyone not familiar? I am not. So Okay, hang on. Let's um, so it's basically this this um, this kebab with meat on it. It it spins and then you slice off meat, and you can only legally call it döner if it if it's like if it doesn't have um, the hang on <laughs> words. Um, okay. It needs to be made out of a certain kind of meat to be called döner. If it's not, you can't call it that. And you need to call it, you know, something an- analogous to frozen um, dairy dessert. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Random tangent. Badly explained. I am sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're good. I am curious why, uh, Toby, why you decided to deep dive into ramen. That's a good question. Did you like? Was that just a, a like a random like? Oh, I've seen this so much. I need to learn all as much. Or is it? Or did you just uh, go? Fuck it. I need something. I... So, realistically, it was a large portion of screw it, and also a good portion of when I was really deep diving into a lot of cooking stuff, I wasn't in as mentally good of a place as I am now, so it was kind of an escape. And ramen being so in-depth and methodical gave me a lot of room to really dig in and try to improve it, and it also gave me really quick feedback on if I did good, because it was just like, if you eat it and it tastes good you know you did good and you can continue to improve it. But if you eat it and it tastes like rotten fish or something, you know you have screwed up somewhere and have to fix it. Yeah, that makes sense. So is, I, call it, I do call cooking my creative outlet because cooking is, for the most part, an art. And that helped me be able to focus my energy into something and try to claw myself out of a dark place, which I am much better now. So I'm happy you're out of that at least. Yeah. <laughs> and you've crawled out of it. With a bowl of ramen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Just like a helmet on my head. Just. <laughs> also, I imagine ramen is... F- it's a weird thing because it's both really cheap and really expensive depending on where you want to lean towards. 
because you can just try a, a, a bunch of different um, pre-made stuff. Oh, yeah. And I do have a lot of instant ramen. I probably, st- I haven't bought any in forever. I still probably have a few hundred packs in my apartment now. What? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm actually the same. I usually buy like a really large uh, carton of like instant ramen packets because those are my iron rations. You know, if whenever I just need to eat something, I eat that. You know, I, I have 20 minutes. I need to eat something or mm-hmm. coming home from work really late and haven't eaten all day. Boom. Ramen package. Okay. I also have a bunch of different types is one reason I have a bunch of different things is I want, I like to turn. There's so many different types when you look beyond just the crappy cup noodle. Yeah. And it can get really interesting. I got one from Japan that was literally had dried, like a dried shasu slice in it. Like a full no. twirl, everything. It was really good, but now it's like 80 bucks for a pack of five on Amazon, and I'm sad. What? Oh, so do you I just know. have like a ramen closet then? Because that's a lot of space. I have a ramen drawer. Oh. I, I was going to make the rice drawer joke. Okay. <laughs> I have like one of those big, like black, like all metal filing cabinets. On the top is a bunch of random cooking utensils, and on the bottom is just a bunch of ramen. Someone's going in being like, well, let's see. Let's make sure all of your paperwork is in check. Let me check your taxes. And they open up his ramen. That's how I pay my taxes. (laughs) Concealed carry ramen. It's Halloween and you're just handing out packs of ramen to kids. Here you go. (laughs) I probably could. It'd probably be fun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Just little bowls, like a little cup of of ramen was handed to kids to be like, all right, here's a, a plastic fork. Go for it. I see these stories of like people who which has to have like a choice between candy or potato, and these kids are super excited to get a potato for some reason. So that's why I'm thinking like, different? yeah, that's kind of like the thing. It's just like the kids are. Pro- it might not be like, it might be fun for like the kids because it's different. Is what I was thinking. I, yeah. Um. As a kid, my my uh my neighborhood had a, like a big cook off. Just go over to this person's house. Um, and they'll just serve you some a giant bowl of chili that someone's been working at for like hours, and then everyone walked around and it was nice. So, just going up to a place and being like, "Here you go, ladle of ramen in this this uh, plastic thing. Have fun." That sounds really just fun. Put it right in their bag of candy. <laughs> plastic is half melted already. Yeah. Have you served your ramen to other people, or is it just a just mostly for you then? Uh, I've. Made it for my girlfriend, obviously. And I've also, there was a point I was working at an accounting firm. And during tax season in the United States, which is January through mid-April, usually, they would actually have me cook for people, which was fun. Hmm. So, yeah, accounting also will just, they have like 80-hour days during tax season. Oh, It's yeah. terrible. That's why they had me cook for people. It was like every Friday, I think it was, or every other Friday or something. And they would pay for all the ingredients, pay my hourly rate for all the prep work outside of work. And I would make food for people. Damn. That's nice of, of them, you know. It was helpful. I made like a, a few different things. Like I made fried rice at some point, pizza. I did make ramen. I'm probably not going to do that again. And At the very least, ramen is... Is more or less at this point designed to just be mass produced from a restaurant. Just be like, all right, here's a bowl, here is this stuff, here's this thing, here's your noodles, go. 
Yeah. And there's kind of like a topping side section. <laughs> you can just pick stuff. Yeah. Realistically, it wasn't that bad looking Mac. It was just, you know, the speed that you had to do it all. Yeah. So it was also like, it was like a frame of like 30 people, and most of them come for lunch at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can only boil noodles so fast. That is true. But what if you add like pressure? <laughs> pressure cook your noodles? Pressure cook your noodles. I mean, you can pressure cook broth. Yeah, that's true. That's how you make tonkatsu in less than two days. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> trying to think if there's any other more abomination-y um, ramen noodle. Because it's fairly standard outside of the Jira ramen. But also, I would eat the absolute shit out of that. That sounds amazing. I am willing to go there for weird fucked up foods. Yeah, I I would try weird things. I probably wouldn't try that. What? It's just a bunch of toppings. The best part of ramen. <laughs> I don't think it would mesh well with me personally. <laughs> like my girlfriend and I, we want a honeymoon in Japan when we get married, and we've agreed that when we go, you know. One meal a day we can plan out, but there has to be one meal a day where we just go somewhere we don't even think about. We just say, this looks good, and go. That's fair. Well, I apparently you can cook noodles in a pressure pot, pressure cooker. I mean, why, I, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't see why. You just, be. Need to, you just need to be careful filling it too full of it because it foams and you need to intermittently re- release the pressure. Otherwise, you have a pasta grenade, I guess. <laughs> That's what, what the Italians use in the war. They just threw a pressure cooker in a room with, with a noodles in it and just explodes <laughs> spikes everywhere. Yo, that, that's an idea. That's why they need to make sure it's al dente. So you have the, like, the center core that's still crunchy. <laughs> that's shrapnel. <laughs> that's <laughs> shrapnel. Old metal noodle. Um, we are getting close to the end of the, the hour. Are there any final thoughts on ramen? Ramen good. Eat more ramen. Yeah. Don't be like me where you spend two years of your life or more making one dish. Yeah, no. Uh, Figure (laughs) out if that's your thing or not. That's the actual thing. I, I do not. And that is very fun for me, but I do not do that at all. I get so bored so quickly. You're ready to waste food if you do that. Uh, no, I finish off all of my stuff. I just have a big cabinet full of stuff. Oh no, I I mean like what I was when I'm drilling into one dish. Like I have made some ramen that is flat out inedible. Mm. What? Okay, I'm curious now. What what do you consider inedible? Is it just like the broth was bad? Did you not cook the noodles because you can just boil it more? Well, kind of like what I was saying. You know, if it smells like raw and fish, you probably don't want to eat it. Yeah, how did you manage that? I was wondering. Yeah. I'm well, you know, some of the things you order online aren't always good. Uh, and yes. a lot of the times I had to order things online as well. And so, you know, you would get a package of something, you wouldn't realize the seal was compromised, and it would be like dried fish, and all of a sudden that doesn't taste good anymore. No, yeah, okay, I, I understand uh, okay. that. Yep, that makes sense. I was just wondering how do you boil fish that it that it comes out rotten if it weren't before. Mm-hmm. 
Dried fish is so smellless that you won't even tell half the time. Oh, I can... My Hondashi smells like fish. Oh, no, I mean like dried fish, like the uh, whole Naboshi kind oh, of fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, all also, of my, my powdered fish products absolutely stink. I also have a terrible sense of smell. Like, I can smell nothing most of the time. Mm, that's why you need your light plain ramen. What now? <laughs> you need your your light plain ramen because you don't have much of a sense of smell. But wouldn't you make it, you know, more intense if that were the case? I would. I'm not I following, but that's okay. I'm weird. Like, if you don't have a yeah. have a strong sense of smell, you want you need to overspice your food because because smell is an, is uh, it's very important taste. for taste. Yeah, that, that's the word. For whatever, for whatever reason, I was thinking plain like an airplane. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, airplane ramen is is that a thing on Japanese airlines? I don't know. Ah. Just. That sounds terrible, honestly. Yeah, it does. Airplane food fucking sucks. I don't want to eat airplane ramen unless, you know, it's from a Japanese airline and, it, and it's specifically what they do. So it's a novelty for them or whatever. You know? You could choose pretzels, a cookie, or a cup noodle. So imagine you're, you've got your bowl of ramen and, like, any amount of turbulence happens. That ramen needs to be near boiling in order for it to taste anything. So you now have a splashing danger material going all around as well. That that's seems... Why, that's why you signed the waiver. <laughs> you signed the waiver for the ramen. <laughs> yeah, the ramen waiver. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the guy next to you needs to sign one too. <laughs> they, they come out, they give you your bib as well. Yep. And just like gloves. <laughs> so you're just extra safe. I, and goggles. <laughs> Imagine you're on a plane that starts to crash when you're eating a boiling soup of ramen. Gotta finish it. <laughs> Probably gonna die anyways. May as well slip the noodles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm good. This is taking too long. Just pour it down your... F yeah. Ugh. Terrible way to end it, but... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm gonna hit the stop button unless anyone has anything else. No. Nope. Alright. This has been the Ox Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Well, not my monkey, not my circus.